0: Hello and welcome to Chit Chats with Harriet, where we talk about real issues and the highs and lows of adulting while trying to find your identity in this modern day age. Thank you so much for joining me today and let's get started. Hello, 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 hello. Hi guys, welcome back to Chit Chats with Harriet. I hope everyone has had a lovely week i know i know this podcast is coming a little bit late but i had some technical issues guys but at least i'm still posting it will be up in the same week you will not see me not post this year i'm gonna be getting up and up and up and at it um i hope everyone enjoyed the last podcast i got so much positive reviews so many people like how you came back why didn't you tell us you came back well i don't usually like to do a lot of promotion around my podcast because once again, this is kind of like a hobby for me. I do it, like I like to share my, my thoughts and my ideas. And sometimes I used to think my thoughts were crazy. I used to think that I was kind of low key. I, I had a couple of missing marbles, but now I'm realizing, okay, I I, I have to actually let people know I have a podcast because. Some people are missing out. So but if you know someone who would like my podcast, please feel free to share. Share them and share sharing is caring. If you've heard that saying. But, I hope everyone is well and doing good. um today's podcast we're gonna have a lot of fun to, interesting topics but, um, I just wanted to give you guys an update and I have been. I've been great. You know, this new year is giving me a little run for my money uh it's giving me a little bit of a headache, and one of the things I was thinking about this week is the fact that I need to get an accountant. Hello. I always um i I know I'm gonna have an episode with financial. We're gonna talk about finances and talk about money and stuff because I think that's really important, especially in um, um, this day and age. Especially if you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to have money for yourself and have generational wealth, that's a very big thing for me. I liked to talk about financial stability, you know. So we're gonna have an episode on that, but we're not gonna talk about it today. But I was thinking about that. I was like I really need an accountant because it's one thing to have money it's another thing to know how to use that money and sometimes you can have a lot of saving and money just sitting there and it's not doing anything for you when you could literally do your own thing when you could make your money do double like work multiple ways for you you know so that's one thing I've been thinking about um and I wanted to talk about today about the idea of therapy I know a lot of people don't um have always been like oh Oh, therapy, therapy, therapy it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's for Whatever. I last year was it last year? I've been to therapy multiple times in my life, and sadly, the times that I've gone to therapy have always been in the most terrible time. Cause for me, I don't, I don't like what's it called? I don't like telling people how I feel, and if I do, I want you to. I want you to ask me. I don't like. Going around telling people, oh, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I like people to come and tell me, how are you, Harry? Then once you've given me that opening, then I'm going to let you in. And I don't like to, I don't like to let everybody know that I'm depressed or everybody know I'm sad. And and that's why I dealt with depression for a very long time. I dealt with depression since I was eight years old, um, and it's something that you know, people are like eight years old girl. What are you doing? I had waves of it because for me, I'm an overthinker. I'm very overly. Emotional. If anyone knows me, I cry over anything. Like, not, I'm not a crybaby, but I'm very emotional. Little things impact me. I'm overly compassionate. If I see, and I like, I, I would like to say I'm a very empathetic person. Um, I don't like to see other people in pain and I feel other people's things. One of the reasons I don't watch embarrassing things is because I automatically feel embarrassed for that person and I carry other people's emotions with me. But last year, Sad to say, which is one of the reasons um, I wasn't really podcasting as much as I wanted to, I went through a mental breakdown, ladies and gentlemen, because I was officially doing the job, like i was officially gotten my big girl job, I was at home all the time, but I was going through the biggest questions in my life, I was I was like, Lord, do I know who I want to be, like, am I, am I in the right place, am I doing the right things, am I with the right people, and all these type of questions, for me, I don't, and... I was overly working myself. If you are, uh, if you're a daughter, if you're an African daughter, you don't even have to be African. You be any ethnicity. If you, you one of the second, one of the first or second born. Hello, it's one of those things that your parents, you become a second hand parent for your siblings, kind of like your parents don't really. Once you get to a certain age, you pass your twenties, not even twenties. When you pass seventeen, your parents are like, "Wow, now even why am I giving them grace?" It's even seventeen. When you pass the age of 16, 15, as soon as you can stand up or pass the stove, you're now the chef. You're now the driver. You're now the the this the this. You do so much for your family. Like your family becomes. There's nothing. There's nothing that you have left. Everything is for your family. And I noticed that so many people move out now. Um, me and my dad were having this discussion about the idea that oh, he's like my dad is a a lovely man. Very. D- I tell you something about my father. One thing i love about him he's one of those people who's not really archaic but I, I, to be honest it can't really be that archaic in in his way of thinking because he's only he's got four girls and one boy it's not really like he has much to work with but i'm saying for us he was always the type of father who empowered us as young women to be like okay you can do whatever a man can do double like you're smart you're a genius we will we always got those types of words of affirmations from my father we were always told that we were brilliant and i always sometimes felt really bad for some people when they i would hear their parents tell them that they're dumb and they're idiots and that they can't do anything that they can i'm like that's how your parents go? my my father in fact did the opposite he put too much hope in you he would be like Danny if i fail you know I'm supposed to be great. I'm supposed to be amazing. And I think um, both of those spectrums can have its own pressures, but I was very fortunate to have the other, I'd say, more positive end where my father was always speaking words of life to us. And I've mentioned this in my podcast before. And I think for me, whenever I, as I've been growing up, I, I had moments where I was just last year working my butt off. Like I was giving everything to my family and to work. I really had no time. And because I had no boundaries, which is, another thing I'm gonna we're gonna touch on deeper in another episode but I've had I had no boundaries. I I'm a very I'm a people pleaser. Oh sad isn't it huh? I'm a people pleaser like most people in my generation. We are people pleasers. We live in a society where everything is about others and you're a people pleaser becoming a people pleaser means that or if you are a people pleaser means that you majority of the time serve other people's needs before your own and it's because um and this is stuff I learned through therapy people. And I remember when I wanted to go to therapy, I had a meltdown, people. I had a meltdown. I was crying for like three hours straight. I was like, bawling. I was like, no one hit me. Like, what the hell? And for me to have a mental breakdown and to start crying is my body telling me, you're not taking care of myself. We do a lot of jobs of buying ourselves nice things and doing all this type of stuff. But I'm telling you, if your mental health is not correct... There is no point. It is so sad when I see a lot of people say that they've, uh, when I see the news about people committing suicide, of having self harm, and all this type of stuff, because your mental health is very important. That is one of the reasons I started my podcast. I was like, who the hell is talking about mental health at this level? Like, it is important how you feed your mind. Your mind is, is a window to your soul. You know how people say your eyes? I think it's your mind, because your mind, whatever you allow in your mind, in innately becomes who you are. If you constantly meditate on the the fact that you're a loser you're going to become a loser if you like that's what i was saying about words like if your father and your mother constantly tell you you're not going to amount to anything and they tell you that repeatedly no matter how much work you do no matter how many places you go in innately in your brain you're always going to think I have been told that I'm a loser and I don't deserve these things. And you carry that weight around. And even when you're blessed enough to not be in those situations, those pains and those traumas still lies with you. So for me, I've always been trying to correct my mind. So back to therapy. Back to my story. Harriet was born like a little child, crying her days out. And then I was like, I need to find a therapist. I called because I went to the doctor and my doctor was like, oh, Harriet, as soon as my doctor saw me, he says, girl, are you okay? And then he made me do this um, mental health thing, like the survey that you do to see if you have, um, like, to see what you're going on. And so I was, I was, they practically told me I had anxiety, like, terrible anxiety. I think, I think, like, I had 90, like, 80, 90% anxiety. And I was like, freaking hell, true, mate. I was like, thanks. I knew what it was. And once he asked me all these questions, I realized I'm a very anxious person. I worry about the future a lot. I worry about the past a lot. I'm always in my thoughts. And my thoughts had gone in. He's like, Harriet, have you ever thought about seeing a therapist? I said a therapist. I've been to therapy when I was in high school when I had another meltdown. And I was like, ooh, therapy. It really did help me at the time. But I was like, I don't need therapy. I've, I I got it together. And I remember speaking to a friend of mine, and they were saying, "Ah, oh, therapists don't really know what they're doing. They're just there to listen to you, and they they don't really help you change your your mind." And I remember going to therapy, and I started therapy. I met this beautiful lady, and she was my therapist. And all I did the first couple of therapy sessions was just bore my eyes out. She didn't even have to say a word. I sat down, and I said, "Can I have it?" She's like, "She's like, oh, do you want some tissues?" I said, "No, I'm not gonna need them." Two seconds in, she said. Yeah, you might need the tissues. I started bawling my eyes out. I started thinking of all the trauma, everything I've been through. I said, damn, I'm I'm like a drown. I'm drowning. I'm like, I'm drowning in my sea of thought. And so every day we did this thing where she was like, Harriet, you have no boundaries, lady. She's like, you have no boundaries and you do everything for everybody else. Do you have hobbies? She asked me, Harriet, do you have hobbies? I said, do I have hobbies? I said, "What what does hobbies have to do with my mental health? She said, when you constantly give, if you're the same as this person, like me, and you constantly give all the time, and it's not because, oh, giving as in, oh, I'm righteous, I'm a saint. No, giving because you innately, that's your way of receiving love. You feel like if you don't give, you won't receive. It's transactional relationships, just like the society we live in. Everything is transactional you know when people go out on dates sometimes having a lot of people dm you or posting certain photos or doing certain things is not because you're actually enjoying your holidays because you want people to say wow you're living the best life wow she's got men on she's got so many guys talking to her but do you even like the boys that are talking to you i know majority of the girls who are cute and have many dms you only like one person through those even one person is the only person it doesn't matter how many people talk to you it matters about the connections you have and all this type of stuff and and I realized okay am I giving from a place of because I genuinely want to give to people or am I giving in a place because I don't believe I deserve to be loved unconditionally I I believe that I deserve to be given attention unconditionally you know and I realized that I also have a, an attachment style love like in the sense that wow not me exposing myself this early but what I'm saying is, like, I have an attachment style. My attachment style, I've spoken about different... You need to go find out what your attachment style is. At least, if you're in a relationship or any relationship. Don't have to be romantic, even friendships. Because... If, you're an attach- if you have an attachment style, is when people don't give you attention or people don't call you or they miss your call or they don't hang out with you, you start thinking they hate you. You start, you start calling them all the time. You start becoming a little needy because you need them to affirm you. You need you need to feel like you're not going to abandon, be abandoned because that's abandonment issues from being a child. People, therapy. And I used to remember, especially growing up in church, in church people used to always say, why would I need a therapist when I have Jesus? But who did Jesus say? Huh? Ain't no way in the Bible it talks about therapy. And I know some people gonna be like, oh my Lord, ah, it's not bear with me. Sometimes do you know God has given you a brain, yeah? A brain, it works. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's for you to think. Think. Wisdom is not just this is what I've always prayed for since I was a child, and I've always asked God to give me the enlightenment of understanding that having words is one thing using the power to use the knowledge that i have is another so many people are smart but some people but they live the dumbest most mediocre lives cuz they don't know what to do with their brains they don't know what to do with that smartness that they have there are some people who may not be the smartest in the world but whatever they put their eyes on they know what to do they know they they know they plan they have a plan they, their words mean something and i think for me i am very i want to be intentional with thinking about Being like, okay, I am this person and I want to do, this is the result that I want. You can't continue to be depressed all the days of your life and and be anxious all the time and say, oh, I'm I'm fine. I'll, I'll work through it. Shopping shall fix it. No, darling, you have an addiction. You have an addiction to shopping. You don't even like shopping. Because you have thousands of clothes you don't even wear. And that's another topic for another day about consumerism. Because the amount of stuff we consume and it doesn't satisfy us. Clothes don't make you happy, darling. Clothes are fun when you are healthy and you enjoy going shopping. Because it is something you like to do. But if you use shopping or you use drinking or everything. Everything that you do in a- a- excess. Oh my goodness. No, access. Access, access. Access. When you do too much of anything, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem because it's no longer something you enjoy. Some people may say, oh, drinking is not bad. Yeah, drinking is not bad. It's it, Technically, you're not going to be sent to the lake of fire. Some people might disagree for drinking, but I'm, I'm saying that when anything becomes a coping mechanism, when you can't go out because you can't have a drink, oh, I can't go out unless I have a drink. I can't go out unless I do this. I can't go out unless I'm high. Oh, Child help, or you, this doesn't, let's not even talk about substances, let's talk about the fact you can't leave your house without other people, or oh, I can't go out by myself, you know, if I can leave my house by myself, maybe you could. people are your coping mechanism, whatever we use to survive or to thrive, even, have you even noticed, I feel like it's a problem to always be in a relationship, you know, like I was saying, Lori Harvey is the goat, but there's also problems to that as well, if you're not healthy, I don't know about her mental state, but for a regular person, if you can't, come from one relation, if you can't be by yourself more than three months, that's a problem. I don't think that's healthy, you know, because when you, there's a time you need to be by yourself. You need to think for yourself. In therapy, I'm a 100% for therapists. Psychologists and therapists are actually different. Do you know these people? Which is why I'm trying to get, I'm trying to see a psychologist. therapist listen to you. They listen to you. Their job is not to really give you advice. They're for you to unload. And I personally feel like if you have some time, go see a therapist because your family doesn't, especially if you come from, if your family is the issue or your partner is the issue or your job is the issue and you go tell your coworker, you go tell your family member, you go tell your your men's or your ladies, um or or your friends that the stuff that's going through, you'll feel more burdened, you feel trapped. But a therapist just sits there and literally listens to you. They get paid to let you speak for an hour. mind you, mine was pretty expensive, it's not and this is the thing. I always find it really sad. This look at society. Things it's always easy for to access things that harm us, but it's always difficult to access things that are good for us, you know? Because even when people talk about eat healthy food, have you seen the price of grapes? Have you seen the price of one cherry? And you're telling me I need to eat healthy? I'm going to get me McDonald's because McDonald's is $10.95 for a cheeseburger with fries and a drink. That's, that's a value meal. But you go out and something healthy, you give me a, a, a packet of a salad... And maybe some, maybe some chicken on the side, if I'm lucky, and a beverage. I'm paying ninety six dollars, and you're telling me, oh wow, eat healthy, mm mm. And I think that's how society works because it's easy to keep people low when you when when people who live below their lives like poor poverty can't access good things that means that there's a big divide and rich people thrive from having a big divide having a big divide where certain people can access things and like back in the in the medieval times when kings were so rich and people were so so poor like there was such a difference which is why when you live in western countries like Australia even though there's gaps people do not forget that there's no there is still gaps here but the gaps are not so big that people can't coexist, they, they, there's such a gap that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm extremely poor, you know, that people are so extremely rich, in America it's starting to be like that, because there's so many billionaires, and people are living before, below poverty lines, and we have billionaires in a country, you can clearly see, I've been talking to my little sister way too long, because she's a team, she's team, oh, no, consumer, uh, comu- consumer, oh Jesus, consume consumer, Consumerism? There you go. Consumerism, big deal, yeah? For me, personally, there's a big gap. If you can't fix your mind, people thrive from having you be mentally not okay. Society thrives from you. Because the amount of times you go to buy alcohol, and you calculate that amount of money, and you how many therapy sessions would you pay for that if you actually went? And I'm not saying you can't have a good time. I'm not saying people do what you want with your own life, Okay. I'm a different, I'm comfortable from a different cloth. I don't expect people to live life the way that I do. And I know it's, and I don't expect people to understand life the way that I do. But I think that it's important to realize that it's not always enjoyment. Sometimes it's trauma. It's not always fun, darling. If you can't be sober, if you can't be aware of your environment, you need to go see somebody, yeah. And if you can't be at home without your heart, pu- like literally coming out of your chest, because the amount of stories I've heard of, but of African, walking well, can only mind you if you're different, if you're Australian or, wh- or whatever you're, whoever you're listening to this, and um, you're like, oh, I'm 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 Indian, or I'm I'm a child. I'm just speaking from an African perspective because I'm African. But the amount of African kids that I've seen who have mental health is who. Their families are so toxic that the toxicity is not coming from anybody else but their families. And even watching my own families and my own parents who, who as they get older, they ha- they come from toxic families. Like, And you realize the way these aunties and uncles be treating each other. I said, ah, you can't even drink without saying a prayer. And it's not, okay, you know you should be praying for your food, but... You know how your mom and aunties and uncles used to tell you, oh, don't, don't, don't drink at your... Don't have food at other people's houses and you'd get your parents would be like, don't eat. Who, who told you to eat at their house? It's because in Africa, you eat at your neighbor's house. You might not wake up tomorrow. It's giving witchcraft and jealousy. Yeah, yeah, sad. Because of all the stuff that we go through, we're all traumatized in some way. And going through therapy, I realized that I was listening to this other podcast about how jealousy and envy are two different things. To be jealous is a normal human feeling. It's a feeling that everyone experiences. Because as human beings, jealousy is to is to see someone else and to be like, oh, why don't I have that? Like, It's to want something at a level that you, wanting something you do not currently possess. To be envious is to want someone else's thing and say, I want exactly what they want, have. I want to have the life that they have and I want to be them. And that's a problem. And... You know, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and they were telling me, oh, because I was talking about this person. I said, this person, I swear. What's that? Um, what's that TikTok? was like, Um, I did I did this, and then you did it. about that girl who was saying, oh, I, people copy me all the time? I was like, oh, hilarious. But, yeah, I was like, oh. And they were like, why don't you look at it as flattery, you know? Why don't you look at someone being like, oh, someone trying to be you as, oh, thank you. I appreciate you. When, wow, well, I must be inspired, I must be doing something right. Human nature is, we always are aiming for something, always trying to achieve something. And it, that's a good thing, it's a beautiful thing. It's an excellent thing. But envy is to desire, is to want to be someone else. It's to want to have someone else's life, and that's not a good thing. And I wouldn't have known that I have jealous jealousy tendencies, and the jealousy comes from my insecurities. To be honest, because I'm insecure, I'm insecure. I always talk about this. I'm like, insecurity messes you up, in, in, and jealousy messes you up because it stops, it stops, it. It stops you looking at someone else's lens as a human being. You see them as, as a product, you know. And so, for me personally, I I want to make the conscious decision to go speak to someone. Go speak to someone. Yeah. That's not your family, your sister, your brothers and sisters do not count your aunties and uncles forget it, and your one friend at work or the one friend that listens to you, stop burdening them with your problems and I'm not saying you're a burden, but everyone has their own problems, and you can't tell someone everything it's called trauma dumping at one point. it starts off on a good length, and then when you then you start taking it too far, they are not paid to carry your burdens. My personal friend and and if you're a person who is Christian, or you have faith and everybody's like God can do it for you. Yes, God can do it for you. But people went to school. That's like saying, "Oh, I'm not going to go to the doctor because God can heal me." I hate when people say that. That's a very dumb way. You're going to die in that bed. When you go to heaven, God will be like, "Well, there was the doctor. You could have gone you could have made an appointment. It couldn't it really didn't have to be like this." You know? And that's the same thing about mental health. You really do not get to you really do not need to get to a point where you're not leaving your house for 6 days. Seven days, you can't eat, you can't see, the, or you're overeating. That's another thing, you know, because you don't refuse to go speak to somebody. And if you cannot afford to see a therapist, look at your life, look at your budget. And I'm not saying everyone else can afford it, but you can always go to see your doctor. If you want to go see your doctor and ask them, they can give you a payment. They do like centering and they give you some money off and you can get to see someone for a little percentage. And it's like a they, they pay a little percentage. Of it, but if you really, if you really, I feel like you should prioritize your mental health like you prioritize going to the gym, like you prioritize going to see your friends, like you prioritize going to eat. It's, it's even more important those, those things because if you are healthy mentally, you work better, you love better, you, you thrive, you know. And I haven't seen my therapist in a while, and that's why I was like, I need to go back. And the thing is, um, a therapist is not meant to be a long term thing. You're not supposed to see your therapist like you go to the gym every week. Okay, it's not supposed to be an everyday. The first couple of sessions, you might need to see your therapist every every couple of weeks, every week, because you have a lot to work through. But once she's fixed everything, and you just need maintenance, it's like getting it's like getting your nails clipped. You just you know, it's getting it done every other every other month when you overwhelmed when there's a change because you fixed the you fixed all the stuff that you are going through. And then now you need to fix, you know, it's maintenance. It's like cutting the grass of your house, fixing. You know what I'm saying? I always say this. Ah, uh, Our bodies are like a house, yeah? A temple. There you go. Uh, our bodies are like a temple. And we have the responsibility of taking care of it. And just the inside is just as important. The outside is just as important as the inside. And the outside is just as important as the outside maintenance people, I don't like to see people get to the point where they have no point of return because their lives are so gone that if you start now, you probably can fix the little trauma your parents have given you and every person passes down trauma. I know you think you have the best parents in the world, but they've messed you up in some way. I've seen some kids who have the best parents. I'm like, how the hell did you become a demon? Because you don't know what goes on in someone's house. You don't know what their parents did. You don't know the, the expectations that people have for their kids. You know, you don't know the conversations that these kids hear about their parents. Everybody has trauma. I like to call it the Adam and Eve syndrome. They, it's called passed down sin. It's called, I believe it's sin. People believe in other things, but it's trauma is trauma. We carry things that our great-grandparents gave us that we didn't even know. Like, sometimes you may think, oh, I have a drinking problem. No, your great-grandparent had a drinking problem and passed down to you. And you may think, oh, I've always been depressed. No, your great-grandmother was depressed. Your mother is depressed. That's probably why you're depressed. So I think it's important to to fix these things while we still came, while, while we're still alive and kicking, so that when you do have kids you don't traumatize them, well, you're always going to pass that little bit of trauma, but it's going to be the type of trauma that they can fix, not the trauma that they're digging for years and years, and, they, and they, they're and becoming, starting to yell at any person in the shop, they'll be like, would you like, would you like some hands, and shut up, I don't know why you're speaking to me, like, do you want to be that person, no, so let's fix the anger, let's fix the anxiety, and then, Always needed someone to check up on me. And people when you're smiling, people you always be like they always happy. No, sometimes it's a coping mechanism. So that is what I wanted to speak to you guys about today. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was a bit of a deep one, but that's what we do here. We gotta switch things up. But please, if you'd like to follow me on on my social media, you can follow me at Harry underscore Air or chats chats with Harry on Instagram. And please, if you like this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend. And hopefully I will see you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.